0: Welcome to Long Story Short. Each week we sit down with different guests to discuss issues important to the campus community at the University of Utah. Today, our episode is on international students, and we're interviewing Debbie Adabumi. Debbie is an international student at the U. Debbie was born in Nigeria and lived in London for 15 years before moving to Utah last year. She's studying to receive a master's in healthcare administration. So Debbie, I'm so excited to have you. Um, Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you're studying at the U?
1: So I was born in Nigeria, and along the line, I moved to London. I had my undergraduate at the University of North London at that point, and I did my first master's. In human resources, at the same university, but now it's called the London Metropolitan University. So, mm. in North London, I'm in North London, North London, I like we call it. And sometime last year, I lost my dad during the during the pandemic, mm. and at that point, I was involved in his care when he was when he was sick, yeah. And I experienced this care, and at that point, I decided like I wanted to do another master's in healthcare because I realized. There is so much to learn, and I think when you're at that point receiving care, you do not have a clue the amount of things you actually go through, Mm. and the amount of work the doctors and nurses, and obviously the mistakes that actually involved, and I was super interested in that, And after experiencing the healthcare system in the United Kingdom, I was like, okay, I needed to experience another healthcare system and decided to move to um, the United States to do a second master's in healthcare administration, and...
0: I'm here. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's great to just hear, like you know, the personal story that kind of brought you here, and uh, just to have that interest in healthcare. So, what's your experience been like in healthcare administration so far at the U? Like, what is it like, you know, with Utah compared to London, and um, how's your graduate program? Oh my god, where do I start? So,
1: I think with the healthcare system it's different because we have um, the healthcare system in London is you can go to see your we call them GPs, general practitioners. You go and if you have to go to the hospital, you can go into the hospital. But over here, it's all about the insurance. So, you yeah. to so that's been a really amazing experience, how you have to, if you have an insurance, if you have a health insurance and you don't have a health insurance, and how if you have to go to the emergency room and they can still attend to you if you don't have any insurance. And I think the overall thing is once you get to the hospital and when you leave, the bills you get after.
2: Right. Oh
1: my gosh. That has been mind blowing. Yeah. Because you, you basically feel like you get only one bill, but you get like the hospital bill, then you get like the doctor's bill, then you get like the lab bill, and like what is going on? And that can literally just drive you crazy. Right. But in the midst of that, I've been able to learn how wild the healthcare system is in the United States. So you can be in HR and still be in healthcare. You can be in insurance and still be in healthcare. Mm. And just the various aspects of how massive healthcare can be, you can do project management and still be in healthcare. Yeah. So how different parts of healthcare you can still be and not necessarily be a doctor or a nurse. Yeah. Or an healthcare assistant and still be. A major part of healthcare. That's been super amazing. Yeah, That's totally. Eye opening for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. And my understanding is the US is pretty unique with that, right? With insurance versus because London, it's almost universal healthcare, right? Yeah. It's like it's complicated, but it's um it's a lot less expensive.
1: We call it free healthcare.
0: Free healthcare, right? <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Well, we pay for it obviously through taxes.
0: Yeah. So you right. pay for it
1: through taxes, but. You know you can basically go into an hospital and you're not, like, getting yourself anxious that I might get this bill and I don't know if my my insurance covers it yeah. or I'm not sure if I can afford it. And because I hear a lot quite a number of stories in the United States whereby people go bankrupt because they've not been able to pay for healthcare. Totally, and It literally yeah. just destroys them. And I've noticed quite a number of people going with so much anxiety and another thing I found out is shopping for healthcare, shopping for the, the best insurance is another thing. Like yeah, and I remember because I did HR working in the healthcare system in London. And one of the things that we used to do, sometimes you go say, doctor, you're not happy about the doctor's attitude or the nurse's attitude or the receptionist's attitude. Yeah. And then you go on the website and you write a review about the hospital or write a review about mm, the doctor. Interesting. And okay. people go on there like you can basically say, never go to this hospital to have your baby. Never go to this hospital. Yeah. Because um, I went there and I didn't like the service and they were rude. Yeah. But <laughs> you can't do that right here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you better get what you what you, what you get. Over here. So it, it's been mind-blowing, but also super interesting as well because cool. it, 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 it is totally, different, totally yeah. different.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, I'd love to hear also, right, because we kind of went into the differences between healthcare with London, the U.K., versus uh, the U.S. and Utah. Um, what's your experience been like just with academics in Utah versus London? What is, you know, the differences in college atmosphere, college life? Um,
1: one of the things that we don't get to experience for anyone that actually studied in London, is we don't have the campus experience. Mm. So there are no campuses. You just go, you, you get, like, the normal building, but, like, having that campus experience whereby everyone comes through, except if you obviously, like, studied in, like, we call something, like, outside London. So the outer part of London. Those universities, they actually have campuses that you can have the campus field.
2: Right, okay. So for
1: me that I studied in London, I didn't have that. So coming into the University of Utah and just seeing this campus life yeah, is super exciting for me. Just coming in and just seeing like, different activities happening at different times and you can go where you can participate and there's the student board. That's yeah. been super different and I've literally just been basking in it. And yeah, that's been great. super great for me. Yeah. So that's one difference. I think the other difference for me, when you're studying in the United Kingdom, one of the things, like when you're in class, Your lecturer basically says to you, like, at any point, you can stop me and interrupt me. So we don't have to raise up our hands to ask a question. Mm. So if the professor is basically in the middle of his class, middle of his lecture, you can basically just, oh, excuse me, can you go back on that one? I didn't understand what you just said. Yeah. Over here, I remember my first class, Yeah. and the professor asked a question, and no one was saying anything, so I just jumped in. And I remember my lecturer saying to me, like, "Debbie, you need to put up your hands if mm. you want to question, or if you if you want to say something." I was like, hmm.
0: "Yeah, interesting. That is super different." Do you so, think yeah. that's a difference just in the culture in general, or yeah. is it? Yeah, like because it sounds like if you if everyone can kind of talk right without raising their hands, it might make a more like discussion based environment almost. Yeah. Is that right? Like, yeah. And I think it's just
1: different. And I think the reason for that is. I think depending on the environment and probably depending on lecturer, and also I learned if it's a small group, you can just but you can just jump in, and yeah. say what you want to say. But if it's probably a larger group, they expect you to you know just raise up your hand and ask that question. And I probably think the reason for that is just to get everyone involved, so you're not the only one like bopping in and, and right. doing all that. Yeah, but it's super different. And I had to learn that because my lecturer had to like say, Debbie, you know, I know you want to answer the question, but next time don't in. just yeah really raise your hands and ask a question i'm like oh my bad i know yeah. <laughs> this i walked over here so that was no yeah
0: that's interesting those differences well i'd love to hear like even just going more general with it what's your experience been like as an international student in general what are the favorite things about it um things you would change about it um i'd love to just you know kind of give that to you open-ended
1: oh my god the snow <laughs> i feel super <laughs> we don't really, literally have snow in london and when we do have that one time we get snow everyone like super excited yeah about it like we're gonna get the snow so i'm not used to the snow but coming over here sometimes you love it it's different right you know? some people like us. I, I i find myself sometimes preferring the snow to rain because it's always raining in london sometimes like you need to stop
0: yeah, just but cloudy all the time, right? This
1: year in Utah, oh, my God. I don't know what happened with climate change this year. Right. But we had it this year.
0: Yeah. I'm like,
1: the last time I checked, they told us it was spring. <laughs> I ain't seen no spring. It's been, like, weeks though. It's been, like, like snowstorms. Oh, day yeah. Day in, day out. This week, even. Yeah. Just crazy winter been, storms. I met, I, I, I met a guy that, you know, is from Brazil. And yeah. he said to me, like, in Brazil, it's always sunny.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So he moved from Brazil to to Salt Lake and it was like, oh my gosh. But then he found skiing and he found mountain climbing. Yeah. So, is that, what he did basically did was like, he was struggling with the snow when he came, but decided to find something fun about it. Totally. And now yeah. he loves it and now he prays every time for snow. I'm like, don't do that. That's not fair on us. <laughs> I'm done with the snow now. Yeah. And especially right. when you meet people that were born in Utah that basically said that this has been the worst snow yeah. for years. You it know, has beginning. I
0: think since like the eighties or the nineties, I'm like yeah. that's
1: not even fair. We just came last year. we just wanted to just enjoy the mountains and just like enjoy the view, yeah and that, uh, but yeah, and I think um, how the university is doing so much to try and include and involve every single person as much as they can, and that can mm. be quite difficult because you will get people that. They're simply not interested. I just want to come here. I just want to do my two-year course. I just want to come here and do my four-year course, and I want to be done.
0: Right, just the academic part of it. I don't want to
1: get involved with different things. And that's quite sad because the university is actually putting a lot of effort now with with the initiative with EDI and trying to get everyone involved. And I find Mm. like every week there's something going on this is this this uh, this week is this this week is that. yeah and just keeping everyone trying to be involved as much as possible the student union and, and all that it's cool. been yeah. such a great experience for me
0: well what are some of the i don't know much about the resources that we have for international students so do you know much about like utah global or um just some of those different things the university might offer i don't know much about utah global because
1: because i never went through utah global i've met some some students have gone through, you know, U2 Global and through U2 Global coming to the University of Utah system. Mm. And that's as far as I know about U2 Global. But just generally, um, just like I said, I think, you know, the university is putting in resources. And then before we came on, I was talking about resources about mental health, yeah. basic needs. Um, I think they call them the basic need collection as well. Okay. And I can say for me personally, when I came in and I, I had no clue where Walmart was or where the next door was, yeah. and most international students actually come in, they don't have a car.
2: Right, They yeah. don't have a
1: car. So it's like, where do we start from? You know, right. I was having a conversation um, last year when I came in. I was talking to someone that came in from India, and he was like, I want to get some Indian food. I miss totally. home, Where can I get Indian food? I'm like, everyone probably feels the same. I want some fish and chips.
2: Yeah,
1: and I don't want to get some fish and chips as well. Yeah, I totally. remember that. Like, and also the way um, some words are actually said over here. I'll give you a good example, and I say this story. This is one of my, you know, moments like I yeah. experienced. I went into Walmart, and I remember I was looking for
0: chips. Like, British chips. British chips.
1: So, I went into Walmart and I said, "Um, can you tell me what aisle I can get chips? Yeah. And he sent me to this aisle. He said, oh, just go to aisle 14E, and it's right there. I showed up at 14E and I found crisps. (laughs) We call them crisps. Right, yeah. In London. And, like, I saw Lay's and I saw Doritos and all that. I'm like, why did he send me to this aisle?
2: Yeah, Even totally. If he
1: didn't have a clue what Ali was, why did he like me? I felt he liked me. Yeah, right. So I wanted yeah. to like go back to him and basically say, hey, Michael, you just liked me. <laughs> this is not it. Yeah, so yeah. So I met another um, store assistant. I said, excuse me, I just literally spoke to one of your colleagues, and I need some chips. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you're you actually in the right place. I'm like, no, I need some chips. It was like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I... Pull out Mm. my phone and showed him a picture. It was like, "Oh, sorry, those are fries." I'm like, "What? Yeah, those are fries." So the fries are over there. I'm like, "Fries?" And then I learned like, we call
0: yeah, (laughs) it's called
1: fries over here. That's a funny word. We call the chips and things like elevators and lifts. We say lifts over here. I spoke to my colleague and like, I'm just going to get on the lifts and go downstairs. It was like the lifts. I'm like, yeah, the lifts. Oh, Debbie, you mean the elevator? I'm like what's
2: yeah. going
0: on <laughs> well it's interesting right because even like in london um i mean it's both english right but there's these differences that like i wouldn't think about of elevator versus lips, fries versus crisp and it's like <laughs> what there's these small cultural differences yeah. but
1: biscuits and cookies right yeah i'm thinking if you check on the digestive you go into the store and look at digestive it says digestive biscuits yeah why are we calling it cookies right it's just really weird. Yeah. It's just weird. It's, but yeah. I've adjusted, so I'm
0: Okay, cool, cool. Um, Well, yeah, could you talk more about, like, any other challenges or barriers you faced as an international student or um, what the university could do better, potentially?
1: I just think, like, things around resources that the university is actually pumping so much money into for those, inf- that inf- those information about those resources be pushed out because I... I know that sometimes as international students, if it doesn't have to do with like our visa and immigration status and all that, we don't care. Mm. But I think when the university just puts it out there like, it doesn't really matter if you're an international student, this is for you. You can access these resources. Yeah. And maybe just do things to just push it into our faces. Right. And just letting us know this is for you guys. and You can access it. And that's why we are putting so much money into it. So yeah. um, a good example, like the Women's Resource Center, for example. I remember my first week when I came, that was the first place I went to. And I was like, I just wanted to know what is the Women's Resource Center about? Yeah, And it was just so amazing. They've got like really nice snacks over there. The couch is really comfy. Yeah. But also they have like different resources that like you can come speak to therapists. Cool. And... You can just literally just walk in and just yeah. have a super chill time if you're stressed. Because I've got three kids, for example. Yeah. I've got three kids. I'm, I moved to tell my kids and my husband. But you you just know I've got three boys. And so yeah. sometimes just like.
0: Right, you know, yeah. Now my mom I, has two boys, me and a, and then a girl. <laughs> and they're under, so,
1: 10, they're under 10 years old. So Yeah,
0: they can get stressful, okay. right? Yeah.
1: So sometimes I just will go to the Women's Resource Center just sit down there like, yes. I just yeah. did like half an hour. And obviously I've got like I'm I am i am a full time student. So yeah, I've got right. classes as well. I've got projects as well to also do and trying to balance that. But having like a place that you can go to and just super chill. Right. has been really amazing. And that was one of the places I actually came across when I started, the Women's Resource Centre and the Basic Things Centre as well. Because I was coming from a university in London, for example. We didn't have any place called a pantry. I'm the like, food pantry. Food right? pantry. Yeah. I'm like there's a food pantry. Yeah. And you know, my friend was like, Let's just look check it out. We don't know what it's about. We never experienced that. Yeah. And we got there and they were like, It's for students, it's for like um faculty. Anyone can just come there. And I was like, This is so thoughtful. This yeah. is so nice. This is amazing.
0: Yeah, cool.
1: And and, and that was that was that was good. that was really, really impressive for me.
0: Mm. Yeah. So it sounds like there's some really cool resources available right and it's just kind of about how to you know how different students can learn about these or what the university can do better to advertise it even Um, and i think that's been a issue with a lot of different things like how do students learn about what the u offers right like what we pay for um totally well could you talk a little bit more about your major maybe like i'd like to just hear more about what your academic side has been like of healthcare administration
1: I think the healthcare administration, especially coming from a free, quote unquote, healthcare system into an insurance-based system, and having like my my professors and my lecturers have been CEOs of like hospitals, and they have like thirty-three years' experiences. Yeah, and having them come to class and share their experiences has been super amazing, and they literally let you know that you know you're going to face this, you're going to face this, but you're going to be good. Yeah. And I always say, like, experience is the best teacher, but people's, other people's experience is a better teacher because mm, if cool. you go through it, I don't have to go through it to learn because right. if you share your story, and that's, what's be- well, that's, that's the beauty about people that share the story yeah. because you're like, ooh, I can learn from that. I don't necessarily have to go through it to learn from it. I can just learn from it from your story. Yeah. Although there are situations whereby you just have to go through it to probably understand better Mm. what this is about. But for me, in my journey in healthcare administration, it has been these professors coming in, and sharing the experience of, like, 30 years, 35 years of being healthcare administrators, and now they've gone from different hospitals and now they've been in these leadership positions and let them understand that, well, while we were there, we did what we could. You guys coming up, you guys can do way better, and we're depending on you. Yeah, And that over there, and just different resources, like if you're struggling, if you know like there's a class you don't understand... Letting us understand the power of networking. Mm. I remember the first class I had, Professor uh, Larry and yeah. Larry Hancock. He basically said to us, "Like the person next to you might be the one giving you your job when you leave school." Right, and it was like that is the network you need to start
0: totally right now, yeah. right now, cool.
1: because you would never know, and you just get shared different stories from his thirty-five years of experience. How just. A nice gesture, nice conversation. People he has met, and how they've helped him in developing himself in his experiences, and in his um, journey in his career. Yeah, and and that's been super great. And right, just cool. admi- my healthcare administration team, like from the career advisors to everyone on that team in that department, are super hands on, super helpful. You can just knock on the door, get an appointment, and just.
0: Yeah, Yeah. no, that's great. great. Well, and I love hearing the advice that I think can apply to a lot of aspects of life, right? Like the power of networking, nice gestures, and even, like, I think a lot of people that I've talked with that, like, aren't in college are like, oh, experience is more important. Experience in the world is more important than learning. But it's really inspiring to hear you say, like, well, learning about others' experiences and other stories is so powerful, too, right? Um, So I'd love to just kind of shift to, like, what – I don't know. What advice have you – you know, gotten, or what advice would you give rather um, to international students or to people that might think about joining the U?
1: Oh, joining the U has been, because I had like eight other offers at eight different universities around the United States when mm. I decided to come to Utah. Yeah. Because I'm not sure if you've watched any YouTube channels about Utah. Is, Not always, lot, but. is always negative. Like, okay. oh my God, don't go there. I'm like, oh, just go to New York or go to New Jersey and all that. Yeah. That's I'm just going to come. Yeah. Because sometimes they have experienced it from their own view. And I have a different view at this point. And I've just been here since August. Mm. But two things I've actually learned. Everyone is going through something. Mm. So don't be super quick to judge. Like, right. everyone is going through something. And sometimes it's just the basic... How are you? Yeah. How are you doing? There's one of one of the words we use in London is, are you all right? Are, mm. you, are you okay? Are you good?
0: Well, are, it seems more like, because there's the how are you, right? But are you okay? Like, you seems okay? like, oh, like, they really care, yeah. right? Are you good? Yeah. Are you, are you sure you're
1: good? Like, my colleagues I work with and my classmates, like, I'm like, are you okay? Are you good? Are you yeah. sure you're good? Yeah, totally. Are you sure you're good? Okay. Because people are just going through different things. Mm. And it's much more than you can, sometimes that's what some people basically need. Yeah. Are you okay? And maybe just going before that, are you all right? Yeah. I've noticed that like everyone is going through something. Yeah. And they're handling it the best way they can. Totally. And sometimes it's just someone genuinely asking, are you Okay. And that was a long way. Sometimes mm. I, I, I met my colleague and I, I saw on LinkedIn that it was a birthday, but she came to class and no one knew it was a birthday. And I was like, hey, happy birthday. She was like, oh my God, how <laughs> did you know it was my birthday? I'm like, it's on LinkedIn it was your birthday. Yeah. She was like, oh my God, Debbie, that's so nice. And I'm like, hey, everyone, it's a birthday.
0: Yeah, just those and gestures, just, right?
1: She was just so happy. Like, yeah. someone remembered. And that was just, I like, just saw so it. So, know that people are going through, everyone is going through something and they're dealing with it the best way that they can. And be open minded. Mm. Be open minded. Yeah. People are coming from different backgrounds, different cultures, different food. Different, people, everyone is different. Yeah. But the beauty in the difference is what's just amazing. Yeah. Just was amazing. Like, I shared the story about the Chips and Crips now. Right. I should also share my boys play. We call it football. Yeah. Now my boys say to me like, "Mama, it's soccer, it's not football." I'm like,
2: "What?" <laughs> <laughs> the whole world calls I it know. football, right? Mom, yeah.
1: You got it. like no, mama, and decided going to school like it's called soccer now, mm. and enjoying those changes like okay we can call it soccer we can call it football mm. and we can have a major argument on Twitter like it's football no it's soccer <laughs> but it's
0: kind of fun right? and it's kind of fun
1: yeah. and it's just in the differences yeah, and totally. that is what is so amazing about it so just be open minded get to know people because yeah. I think in the core of people there's just an ounce of niceness in mm. it. and sometimes you just need to nobody's got the time to peel out the layers they're like let, let me just find what is good about you but yeah. In, in conversations and just being open minded, like, hey, I just wanna know, how do you guys do things in Brazil? Or how do Pelotally. you guys do things in Pakistan? Or how do you, what is like the beauty about Salt Lake, living in Salt Lake or living in the state of Utah? What is so different about you guys? Yeah. Because I see that we are so protected by the mountains, which I love. Right. It's like, we're just gonna be in our cozy space. We don't need anyone to come in or go out. Mm, but yeah. there's just always something to learn about people, and that's just the beauty of it.
0: Love it. Well, I think that'd be a great place to wrap up. Just very inspiring. Um, But yeah, any other final words or anything?
1: Um, I'm just super excited. I like what you guys are doing. Thank you for having me. Great. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much for coming on, Debbie. Yo, guys, we got the best panel in the history of the world um, popping up right now. Um, We're just going to give a quick intro of ourselves. So yeah, just say your name and kind of whatever you want to. um, And then just we'll do a fun question. Just what do you like about Utah? So I'm Talmadge. I'm majoring in English right now. Um, I love the sun of Utah. Like today it was really sunny and like it just the endorphins and the dopamine, serotonin, just, you know, amazing with the sun. So, yeah, why don't we just go in a circle and introduce ourselves?
3: Um, Yeah. Hi, my name is Rachel. I go by she, her. I'm a senior studying communication. The thing I like about Utah is um, the mountains. I think it's really beautiful. And that's my favorite thing. Yeah.
4: Love it. Um, I'm Connor. I'm a communications major. I use he, him pronouns. And uh, I got to go with the fry sauce. You know, it's a local delicacy. Yes, uh, dude. You, you can't have fries without fry sauce. Fry sauce is very really uh, good. chips, as uh, as she calls them. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind <laughs> like of throwback. a throwback.
5: That's an English thing, right? Yeah, I yeah, know. Um, I'm Ben. I'm studying political science and peace and conflict studies, graduating in about four weeks here. Heck yeah! And uh, yeah, I mean, the thing I like about Utah is um, I like my friends in yeah, the dude. mountains. You know, I like Connors here. I appreciate yeah. it.
0: I love the Connors in Utah. Yeah. Thank you. I love the, yeah. everyone. And all I you guys like you in Utah. Guys, like, we got to get friend group um, even within my our friends stories. in
5: Utah. But you know, Utah, there's a lot of things.
0: Yeah, it's like the pros and the cons, right? But exactly. like, but I kind of like what we were saying before. Like, oh, let's focus on the positivity and. um you know. Yeah, so why don't we just shoot into, like, yeah, what were you guys' thoughts about the interview? Like, what, um, you know, what it's like to be an international student. I should also say we have someone on the panel today, Rachel, who's an international student. Um, I don't know if you want to just talk a little bit about, like, what your experience has been like.
3: Um, so, yeah, I'm an international student, but, like, my situation kind of unique, I guess, because I was born in the States, but I spent most of my life in Korea, so I consider myself as more Korean mm. than to be American. Yeah. And um, studying in, at the U so far has been great. There were a lot of challenges, too. And in Korea, it's very homogeneous society. We don't really think about races that much. Mm. And it was kind of really a shock to me to be... Um, labeled as an Asian when I came oh, here. Oh, interesting, yeah. Yeah, the whole concept of the racism and those diversity, inclusion, all those things were very new. Yeah. So it took me a while to adjust to it, yeah.
0: That totally, that's an interesting thought, like, of, like, the different identifications we have, mm-hmm. right? Of, like, even when we're filling out, like, to apply for college and stuff like that. Um, I'd like to, like, I, I don't know, I'm also curious about the Asia campus, because you went there. I also know we have someone... Ben is there right now. The no, other ben.
5: Ben's in Japan. Oh, yeah, it's a study abroad in Japan,
0: a University. That's right. right. Okay, so sick. you know,
5: Ben is an international student right now. That's a good, <laughs> yeah. Japan. Technically, I guess. <laughs> you know, maybe we should have zoomed Ben in today to talk about his experience. We'll do a part two
0: <laughs> of just about Ben Wormwood. Heck yeah. Well, yeah, but so Rachel video like, yeah.
5: diary in Japan. Sorry. <laughs> yes,
0: no, that'd be a vibe. I'm so down. Um, but what is the Asia campus like? Because you did that before coming to the Salt Lake campus, right?
3: Um, Yeah, so Asia campus is like basically another campus of the U, but it's in Korea. And um, population-wise, like 80% are Koreans because it's in South Korea. But there are a lot of international students that are from different countries. I met um, people from Mongolia, Russia, or Nigeria, Brazil, all those Mm. um, people. And there are a lot of students from the main campus who wants to study in Korea for some semesters. Oh, cool. And the campus is really small. It's, like, just one building. Yeah. So it was a really good experience to come over here and see how the campus is so huge.
0: Right. Yeah. It's a huge campus. Ben, should we put on our sunglasses while yeah, we're doing Yeah, that this? was the
5: thought. Yeah, I know. Do That's you guys have
0: sunglasses? No. no? I don't no? Are you cool if we no. wear them? Or? Yeah, cool. <laughs>
5: well, not cool with it. He, he, uh, he shook his head at me when I put them on. Yeah. It's fine, though. It's, it's fine. But well,
0: okay, but as a segue, like, Rachel was talking about um, – you know kind of the campus here how it's really big sprawling and like so i kind of want to open this up to everyone of like what's your experience of the campus like debbie was talking a little bit about the differences between utah and london even right how london there's not as much of a campus life how would you all define campus life on the u
4: salt lake campus i found it really interesting that she was saying that because when i was kind of considering which schools to go to um, the U was definitely the one that I um, kind of had the connotation that it was a commuter school that it didn't really have a campus, campus life. Mm. Um, you know, I was thinking about going to SUU, which is you know in a college town, Cedar City, um, as well as like UVU, which is kind of you know in one building like the U of U Asia campus. So a lot of yeah. a lot of smaller schools and. To me, it's, like, this one was the most extreme, like, example of commuter school with, like, less of a, like, dorm, campus life feel. Definitely. And I just, like, I felt, uh, it felt weird to to have her say that Utah was, like, the opposite example, like, compared to London. Mm. Compared
5: to London, it is. Yeah. Remember, London's a huge city, right? Totally. And it's, um, you know, really just super dense, super old city. So I'm sure the universities like in London are not, it's kind of like, kind of like NYU, right? New York City, probably, or Columbia. Like those urban schools. Columbia has more of a campus, I'll say, than NYU does. I've been to New York. Heck yeah. And like, I don't know.
4: It's the Big Apple. Right. So it's kind of more integrated into the city where, I mean, at least the U of U campus is kind of on the edge of downtown and it's it's self-contained, even though it's. It's like big enough to be a a small town on its own. It's Mm, like, yeah, totally. It's still a little bit separated from the city. I think they're
5: building a um, fintech center downtown or something that I saw at the business school. Financial technology. Oh, okay. That's sick.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, there's Westminster College in Salt Lake, and they actually do a really good job of like creating a vibe, you know, just like a good um, campus lifestyle. But also, they have like 1,000 students, right? But we have like 30,000. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but, like, do you guys – what are the good parts about our campus life? Like, coming from the Asia campus, for example, like, what – has it been cool to see how big it is? Or is it, like, dislocating at all that way? Or?
3: Um, It was cool because it was so huge, and I could walk around the campus. Um, I don't feel that trapped. But, like, I feel like Utah, you really need a car to get the most the most out of it. But, like, yeah. I live in the dorm. It feels like I'm just – in the campus every day feel like a big trap for me. Mm. But if you find events and things going on campus and if you find the right resources, I think you can still have fun in it.
0: Yeah, totally. For sure. What about what about you guys, Connor and Ben? Like, What's your experience been like? So what, Connor
5: know? lived in a house on campus, right?
4: Yeah, a I, house? L- I lived in the dorms. Uh, oh, okay, in sick. Of the the house is an officer's circle. And I feel like... Uh, there's definitely enough space between the housing and the campus that you don't really feel like you're, you know, in the middle of things, um especially on upper campus. Mm. Um, but it is they definitely do a lot to uh to have the resources like she was saying to to make people feel um comfortable here and yeah. give everything they uh give us everything we need, I guess. Um so so they definitely do their best with how big of a campus and how uh how many people there are. You know, they invest a lot of resources into clubs. Um, events and, and that's all that. True. So, mm. so I guess that's how they, they kind of right. give it a campus feel, especially for someone coming from London. Um, yeah,
0: for sure.
5: So it's not, it's not Cedar city. You're right, Connor. Yeah. It's not Provo. So, you know, Salt Lake is Thank not gosh. a college town. Um, it's not a college town. And so you're not going to get the college town experience.
0: Yeah, it's different. But
5: know. I mean, we have a lot of nice things in Salt Lake though, right? We have a, like, probably more like nightlife than you would in Provo. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of stuff you know? to do.
5: Provo's got comedy, sports, but um,
0: yeah, that's, I guess that's.
5: Got, cool. what do they have? They have their uh, Provo's have, a weird place. They have that one dancing club in Provo. Oh, I'm not, not saying not...
4: Cedar City would have been better than here. I'd much prefer to live in. Oh Salt no, Lake. for <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just different. It's just the college town. ASU
5: is a party school, though I yeah. hear.
0: Like with drinking or without drinking.
5: Um yeah, with drinking. <laughs> okay. And when I mean they're a party school. Okay, because Provo's not. is not a party yeah. school Talmadge.
0: Right. Right. No, I, I mean the dance clubs are pretty cool, but like Logan's definitely a college town too of oh, Utah yeah. State. For, you know? sure.
5: for sure, for sure. Do you, you have a lot of do you have a lot of friends that went to Utah State, Connor? Coming I've, from Harriman?
4: I have a few friends up there. I've been to the dorms a couple of times. Um definitely uh I definitely think I made the right choice going to the U. I I like Salt Lake a lot. I agree.
5: Mm. No, I went to um, Harriman, and a lot of my uh, friends from high school are up at Utah State. Oh, sick. So.
0: I have a few friends up there, too, actually. Yeah,
5: and that's definitely more of a college town, but I I agree with Connor. I like the U. You know, I like Salt Lake City. Yeah. There's more things to do.
0: It's a cool spot, for sure. So, I mean, what do you think the U could do, like, better for international students or um, I mean I don't know I guess we've talked a little bit on the podcast before about like how to how they could advertise to people you know when it comes to like the student body like we've gone pretty extensively into that you know Um, but in terms of like just different resources I'm curious like if there's any you know if you guys want to brainstorm a little bit like what do you think that you could do like yeah I don't know Rachel do you think like they do a good job or for international students that way. Yeah,
3: I think they're pre doing pretty good job with the international students. I feel like school is doing enough. Maybe they should they they can have more kind of awareness programs things mm. for people at the U to be thinking about in um, inclusion and those equity things. Yeah. I feel like um, diversity does exist. Inclusion sometimes. I face some um, those racism on campus from other students. Oh, Maybe I'm more sorry to hear that. It's okay. It just happens, and we kind of just take it because mm. it's a natural thing to happen, I guess. And maybe I was talking with my friend because Korea is the half the size of Utah State, so it's very dense, and we don't really need a car, so maybe um, maybe kind of providing more transportation for students to kind mm. of look mm-hmm. around Third Lake City and maybe helping with the gating the driver license here. Yeah, I think right. that'll be a great program to kind of help them to kind of explore more. Yeah.
0: Right. Oh, no, I totally hear that. I mean, like, I feel like, you know, as we are kind of, like, Salt Lake is a total driving town too, right? Like, it is urban and, like, there's a lot to do, but it's also, like, pretty hard to get around with public transport sometimes, you know? Um, like, you got to, like, make sure you get there at the right time and, like, it's not always, like, you got to walk a lot For as sure. well. Um
5: No, I, I think we could do a lot more in terms of transportation. I think we could run tracks more than every 30 minutes on Saturday and Sunday.
0: Mm.
5: Um, I think that's ridiculous.
0: Especially Saturday. Yeah.
5: yeah, like Saturday night. If I want to go out I and it's like 10 at night, you know, yeah. I probably have to get an Uber, you know, yeah. like realistically.
4: I completely agree. And as someone who's been to London, like their public transportation system is completely insane. You know, the, uh, right. the underground runs like every – Few minutes well, and we don't even
5: need to be London. It's very easily <laughs> uh
4: navigable and you can just like right. pull up Google Maps and it'll tell you which line to get on. Right. Where here it's like there's three tracks lines and you know they, right. they run very sparsely. Yeah.
5: I am asking that UTA run the tracks on Saturday Friday and Saturday nights every fifteen minutes until two AM.
0: Oh yeah, no, I think that'd be that, sick.
5: That's all I'm asking here. public
0: service. And and I I agree with
5: Rachel. I think the um, driver's license programming thing, I think that would be something we could really push at the U Mm. to help um, because it is different, right? Like in Korea, with how densely populated a lot of the cities are, not as many people drive. And, I mean, even if you have a Korean driver's license, it's not necessarily going to be – Accepted, right? Yeah,
3: I do have a Korean driver license, right. but I heard it's going to be working for only like a month. Okay. Mm. So I've, I have to get a driver license here in Utah, Gain. Okay. Interesting. No, for sure. It's um, like,
5: I don't know. I, I, I completely agree. Um, I think on the, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion thing, I think we need to make a lot more strides on not being racist, I, like, I think there's a lot of growth that we can do as a campus. Yeah, no. Just I, even, yeah. like, people – like, Rachel, you should not have to – you know, like you said, oh, we just take it. You know, you should not have to do that. You know, this should be a place where people can come from anywhere and not feel like their identity is being marginalized, you know.
0: For, it's always that um, pursuit to create a more diverse right. and inclusive campus, right? right? Like, And I think we do a good job um, – like when we're comparing different schools like in Utah I do really love the diversity of the U like I love what you know but there is always this growth for sure to be just right. well, more the inclusivity U's a
5: very i mean I wouldn't say very diverse campus but we have a lot of especially on campus you know we have quite a bit of like I'd say diversity would you say there's like a lot of different people
3: that live on campus um yeah especially this semester I'm starting to see more diverse races oh yeah. cool well, that's um, great yeah but like
5: I think we need to do more to educate people on like here are things you know that you don't do or like here are ways that like we cannot I don't know like I'm just thinking of how can we help people understand to not say racist things you know what do you think Hmm. Connor
4: I think just more education about other cultures is always going to help you you know you're not going to be like a startled by someone someone something someone else does or says because of their different culture, you know. Yeah. Sure. If you just educate yourself a little bit, you Right.
5: Like understand that we all have differences.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: And just cuz somebody says something different, just cuz somebody looks different or acts different, you know. I think like just generally we especially in Utah sometimes we're not very good at dealing with differences. Whether it's people who look different, people from different cultures, people who are neurodivergent, we're not always hmm. very good at dealing with difference.
0: Well, and I love Debbie's sentiment, right, about, like, just people in general, like, even if it's just people that are, just, like, I don't know, just different right. backgrounds, different personalities, right. etc. Like, embrace the differences, because, like, sure. I think that's kind of what makes us as a, like, humanity, really, like, beautiful, right. you know? It's just, like, unity in difference a lot of the time. Right. Rachel,
5: what are the things from Korea that you, like, miss the most that you used to, like, do or, like, foods you used to have or whatnot?
3: Um, The biggest, probably food, because Korea, um, we have a lot of food, and you can kind of get food from different countries Mm -hmm. here. But in Utah, I feel like there's less option, even comparing to California, as I was heard. So I definitely miss the food. That's why I cook a lot in my dorm. Right. And I... I just miss being around people like me, I should say, Mm -hmm. because as an Asian student, if I just get out of my room, I start to kind of get nervous from the fact that I'm just Asian here alone in the Utah. Mm. So maybe just, I kind of miss the people that I used to have around me, yeah. Mm
5: -hmm. Right, so do you think we could do maybe like more outreach here? for people from, like, different, you know, backgrounds.
3: Yeah, I feel like the, um, international students are tend to be kind of nervous about everything. Mm-hmm. So if the students here kind of reaches out uh, first, that'll be great. Mm. We would also try to right. be open-minded and kind of be proactive. But we kind of need that um, kindness, I guess. Yeah, for sure. They Just should. more
0: even on an individual level. Sure. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, like let's do this. Okay. Let's talk. and No, that seems super positive um, place to go. Right. Do you um, think
5: it would be, like, valuable if there were even more activities, like, say, aimed at, like, people from different backgrounds, right? Like, hey, here's some place, like, we're going to have an event where you can get Korean food or something. Yeah, Do you yeah. think that would, like, help you feel more welcome on campus?
3: Yeah, I like seeing those things. Um, recently, there was a Asian night um, that mm-hmm. was held by UPC, I guess. And that was really good, so seeing people kind of enjoying Asian food and in Asian culture, Mm-hmm. cool yeah, that's fantastic
0: well I don't want to like shift gears too much but I also did want to like touch a little bit on healthcare differences mm-hmm. like you know we kind of talked about that with um, with Debbie a couple different times right um, I know like this is something like I've kind of talked to some of you about um, and just you know whether it comes to like South Korea and US differences with healthcare or like and I wanted to get your take on it too Connor like um, yeah what are your guys' thoughts about like what the US like could do better with healthcare not just Utah, but like the
4: whole country, right? I definitely don't think medical bankruptcy should be a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been going down a little bit of a theory rabbit hole about um, kind of countries that have nationalized health care. Um, yeah. And the things that people say who are against it are valid. You know, the uh, the wait times are longer in places with, uh, with public health care. But even places like Australia that have kind of a hybrid system of like some nationalized health care and some uh private healthcare. Yeah. Um they have like a much more efficient system and it doesn't result in as many people being medically bankrupt, you know. So I think just focusing on a uh, just improving uh the quality of healthcare that we can get uh for free. Yeah. Um should be a huge priority. Um and totally. then you know, there's going to be a there's going to be flaws in any system if we adopt like a a nationalized healthcare system you know we just got to find the most efficient way to get it to people um and reduce those wait times
5: and you're going to wait if it's nationalized like
4: mm.
5: well you don't realize this in the US you don't wait because you're paying you know like 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 you don't wait because you are you are you know you're paying for it you're mm. paying like and if you can't pay you just don't get care
4: yeah
0: yeah it's almost like I don't know. I've definitely heard people be like, hey, like you probably will have to wait longer, which I would like to look a little more into because I know we do have to wait a little bit in the U.S. sometimes. But um, but I don't know. It's like I guess it just comes down to like, should people that have more money be able to like kind of skip the line or
4: like should everyone kind of have to wait? Absolutely not. No fast passes. (laughs) It's just I don't know.
5: Disneyland. And if you get wheeled the into
4: the emergency room with like a stab wound or something, they're not going to be like, oh, sorry, I'll put you at the bottom right. of the list. You yeah. know, they obviously have to prioritize and um, like allocate the resources to the people who need them the most, like in any system. right?
5: And even nationalized healthcare systems have private hospitals that rich people can pay to go
0: to. I think that should still be an option. Like I like how Australia even how like even with more so insurance, you know, I definitely think insurance should have a government option. But I definitely think there should be, personally, this is my opinion, I think there should be some sort of hybrid, because there's definitely going to still be some people who want to do private insurance. Right. You know, like, I think that's kind of like what, I, I don't mean to like bring up Obama every podcast, but I think that's what, <laughs> I think that's what Obama was trying to do. Um, I'm just reading his Obama. memoir right now, so he's on my mind. But um, I think that's what he was wanting, you know, before yeah, I mean, the Affordable Care so Act was it, as it was a, a pub- compromise. It was
5: a public option um, that yeah. was originally in the public. Um, and the Affordable Care Act, but he took it out to try to get—I think it was Senator Chuck Grassley from Iowa, uh, Republican—who was trying to make it a bipartisan bill. Trying tried to get it to, so he took the public option out to try to get that to pass, and it passed. But Grassley didn't vote for it.
0: Oh, what the heck!
5: Yeah, and I think there were some like conservative Democrat senators from like North Dakota and whatnot that mm. also opposed the public option. Right. I think who was it? It was um Joe Lieberman from Connecticut. I'm he was impressed. at Gore's, you know that? Gore's VP in two thousand. Okay. But he was senator, he had he was an independent at this point because he'd lost um, the dem nomination in like, you know, whatever election it was. Um, mm. and I think he also was a big um, blocker
0: of the public option.
3: But
5: anyways, yeah. um
0: No, yeah, I mean, I get people, too, right, that are, like, see the—I mean, there's pros and cons to every system, right? But people that are, like, there's a lot of pros to capitalism and, like, kind of the most efficient—like, there's maybe more efficiency sometimes, you know, and, like, um, more—like, people want that freedom of choice, I guess. But, like, yeah, there's so many different sides to
4: it. I think there's so many misconceptions about socialism that are just completely bred by, you know, the Red Scare and anti-socialist propaganda, because you know all the talking points are like oh no they're gonna take all your material possessions yeah um, you're not gonna have as much freedom in um, you know choosing services For and sure. I think those are all just kind of talking points created mm-hmm. out of thin right. air to scare people out of For sure. you know um, systems that take a little bit of an advantage away from the rich
5: Rachel what was your experience with um, the healthcare system like in Korea
3: um, so in Korea, the healthcare system is kind of universal healthcare system done by the government, and it's I think it's really good. I heard that it's kind of um, thought of as the one of the best ones, because we don't really think about healthcare that much because it is so easy for us, it is so accessible and very cheap. If I want to go to a, a hospital, it only gonna pay. Like, took me like four or five dollars for an appointment. Dang. And even if you have like big surgery that costs you like thousands, we only pay like hundred or two hundred. So, yeah. so um, we take it for granted. So people don't really talk about this much. So it's very interesting how it is a huge topic in America. Yeah. And I should. I know that I should educate myself about it. Um, but. Korea's healthcare has been great. So
0: Cool. Well, that's positive that Korea's got it figured out maybe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot cheaper, it sounds like. So that's that's great. Um and I also like totally agree with like your point, Connor, about just like the miscon like democratic socialism and like all the different, you know, misconceptions and Maybe we could do a podcast on this at some point, um, a whole podcast, because we've hit some great topics. But um, okay. but we've probably got to wrap it up, guys. So I don't know if any of you have finishing words you like to say, like a little mantra you want our audience to contemplate over the next week or two, or just
4: anything final to say, really, about any of the topics we've covered. I like her uh, her funny little uh, reverse Ted Lasso stories. I just kind of watched the first episode of that, and oh, like yeah. stories about arguing with... <laughs> grocery store employees uh, about chips was pretty funny.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Um, funny. I need to watch Ted Lasso here. That's good. Right. Yeah. No,
5: I, I thought it was, you know, Debbie gave a really great interview that yeah. I think we could all learn from. Yeah. So,
0: loved her advice at the end, especially.
5: Right. Just having an open mind about people, I think, is really important for all of us.
4: Totally. I agree. Empathy for the win. Heck
0: yeah.
4: All right. Well, thank
0: you guys for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll see you for our next podcast. That's been another episode of Long Story Short. We hope that you found this episode interesting and informative. And if you've enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to look out for our next one.